Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pesanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we pretty much complete Ugh. our series, The Hills Have Size. Um, today, we are going to be ep- discussing episode 5, I mean season 5, episode 10, Something Old, Something New. And as you know, I mean, this was originally going to be our end date, but we are going to do the finale uh, next time. So, but yeah, we're pretty much done. But it's the end of an era. It is. Yeah. Um, Now, because we have not recorded in a month, we have a lot of house cleaning to do. We do. Um, So let's start with Twitter, because I have a lot to get through. It was a very busy tweet storm this month. Okay. Um, and again, you guys, like, I just, I don't even want to commit to weekly. Like, our lives have been nuts. It's been sporadic. Mare really likes to spend as much time with her husband as she can when he's off on the weekends, and I'm only off every other weekend, and I have concerts and was traveling, and Mare was say like, it, I, I think it's just going to be hard to really commit to every week, but we are going to do our damnedest. And we've been combating, like, illness, and freelance jobs, and birthdays, and travel, and hangovers, and, like, it's been a lot. Yeah. And to be honest, my March is nuts, too. Like, I yeah. have concerts. My sister's coming for the weekend. Yep. Um, I have two concerts, and my sister's coming for the weekend at some point, so... I um, also have family in town, and a baby shower at a cupcake shop that I'm actually kind of excited about, because cupcakes... cupcake shop? Sprinkles. <gasps> that always reminds me of the girls next door, and, and Bridget, Monacourt. I just Sprinkles, heard... cupcakes, sprinkles! I mean, baby shower... Mm. Cupcakes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it will probably be a couple weeks before you we get to the finale and then before we start the new series. But um, we are here for you and we were <laughs> like we, we're not going anywhere. No, it's just, we're just not. gonna be some spaces in between. That's all. Yes. Alright, so um first, uh, back on February sixth, Meg <laughs> oh, God. uh Meg tweeted, um which is Miss Megs, uh, another one of our Australian fans, um, replied to us and Lee and said, The Shire was truly shite. I can confirm. Another perler from Australia was Yummy Mummies about rich white pregos competing to be the biggest twats. Yes. Um, I'm really into that. Like, Me too. I think it sounds good. I want to hate all of them. adding it to the list yes, for please. sure. Um, let's see. Um, Colleen, why is this cutting off who the people are? Oh, it's at Colleen Lanholt. So Colleen Lanholt said, um, thanks for the shout-outs, guys. I plan to continue to harass you so you can just call me Colleen. I can barely pronounce my own last name. Well, I appreciate that, <laughs> Colleen, but I'm, I'm a dum-dum. Um, and then Sleazy T weighed in, our favorite Taylor Anderson, one of our faves. Um, future physician assistant. So yes, I shall have prescription I shall have prescription writing skills. You're and you're not friend. and you're not old with white chicks. My mom is just weird. Um, your mom isn't weird. She's amazing. And by <laughs> the way, I hope your mom has seen the news, but Marlon Wayans just announced that they've pretty much confirmed white chicks too. So um if your mom would like to come see it with me, she's more than welcome. I'm pretty jazzed about it. That's your belated Frankica gift. Totally. And our friend Jess's early wedding present. Like, it's the best thing ever. Um, And then um, Heather tweeted us, Heather Johnson, Gloom Cookie, uh, said, oh, I second the vote for Tinsley Show High Society. Um, Oh, and then Heather was telling Lee and I that she found Kel on Earth on YouTube. I hope your YouTube database is the same as ours, Lee. Let's cross our fingers that we're still there when the, that they're still there when the podcast are recorded. And um, for all of you guys... I haven't sent my fire stick back to be reprogrammed until we finish the hills. I was waiting to do that. Um, until I do that, it's not letting me search right now. So I don't know if Kel on Earth is on the fire stick or not. Again, I'm assuming it is if it's on YouTube. But once I have it reprogrammed um, and sent back to me, I will let you guys know. Yeah. And give you the website. 
Um, and Heather Austin, speaking of LaMille Coffee Boutique, I always wondered why they went all the way over to Silver Lake to, for coffee to film. However, since going there a few years back because of the show, I go there on every LA visit. Such a good price. Such a good latte, but pricey AF, $7. And for those of you who don't know, Heather is a latte aficionado. Like, she travels everywhere, mm-hmm. and she gets lattes. That's her thing. So if she says it's amazing, it's amazing. Okay. Um, let's see. Lee responded to Heather. Da-da-da-da. Okay, that's a lot more. We don't need to read this. Um, that's all about... Let's see. Oh, and then Chris from Dallas, um, Mask C1, um, tweeted and said your, that my comment on today's episode about cowboy boots being high heels for men made him literally laugh out loud. As a queen that was born, raised, and always lived in Dallas, I had never thought about that, and you were right. Yeah. That's because it's true. Yeah, it is. Um, let's see. Do-do-do. Um, and Chris is so far ahead of the game. He says, I know I'm jumping the gun again, but I want to be prepared. Downloading now. Um, and he's downloading Kel on Earth. Um, so sweet. from, where are you downloading that from, Chris? Let's see. You, I saw Oh, it's on iTunes. Yeah. And it's on Amazon Prime as well. Yeah. To so purchase. It's $9.99. Not, yeah. But I still want to get my thing. Oh, yeah. Done. Um, and, uh, Sleazy T writes back and says, don't get her started on white chicks. She thought forcing strangers into my room to watch was a good way for me to make friends in college. And she was right, Taylor, because (laughs) nothing brings people together like white chicks. (laughs) Like I'm totally team your mom on this one. And I bet you have amazing friends now because of it. Hold my poodle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Um, and then... Let's see. Where is that? I can never. So, um, let's, let's see. Um, I know that I actually, I had replied to that and said, um, it's pretty, that's pretty much how my good friend, Jess Levine, Levine and I, Levine, all became good friends. And this makes me want to meet your mom ASAP. And she wrote back and said, ha ha. Oh my God. Don't let her know that. By the way, I think only two people in college actually allowed her to make them watch it all. One was my best guy friend. And another was my college boyfriend who also sat through bat mitzvah montage videos of me <laughs> yes. and two of my siblings. Um, but see your best friend, like that's how you got your best friend. And, and white chicks does that. It brings people together. I'm team white chicks <laughs> all the way. And then some. Um, and then Heather sent us a really nice um, e-online video about Whitney. Um, and she said, Whitney's such a sweetheart. It's nice to see a person being humble. Some others should take a lesson from her. Agreed. Um, I don't want to miss anybody. And we have so many. Oh, and um, Sarah McLaughlin, our friend from um, Sarah Cecilia Jewelry, weighed in. And her votes for new series are Brittany and Kevin Chaotic. Ooh. Good one, Sarah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, EJ NYC, which I actually loved. Um, I'm hoping, you did love that. I'm hoping for a season two for that, though. So I'm hoping we won't be able to do it. But I did love it. Um, and Mariah's World, which I'm on board with because it was such a shit show. I only made it 12 minutes in, I think. And then I... I couldn't do it. I watched the whole thing, and it's actually really good because it was so fake and weird that there would be a lot to discuss. Like, you know that she never... That woman wasn't her assistant, and they never actually were in the same place ever. That was all filmed later. Yeah. It was the scene where it looked like she was getting introduced to her children for the first time that I... (laughs) (laughs) I bowed out. And then... Um, Andrea, who's at Stiletto Shoe, tweeted us and said, has anyone yet cast a vote for There and Back with Ashley Parker Angel on MTV, which would be very relevant because he does make an appearance yeah. later on the show. Yeah. Um, she votes for that Pretty Wild and Eighth and Ocean are her top three. And she says she adores us and we adore you too. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, God, we have some amazing suggestions. Yes. Um, and she was also thrilled with the um, suggestion of Chaotic. 
and says that her Amazon video charges are going to be ridiculous this month. Um, well, let's be honest. It, at this rate, it'll take us a year to do 10 episodes, so don't worry about that. And then she said she's on Android, but we'll leave a review on Podbean. Five matchy-matchy stars all the way. Thank you so much, Andrea. I need to look up Podbean, because yeah. I the one I use, you can't review on. Huh. Um... Let's see. She said it's better than SoundCloud, which I was using before, but now it crashes all the time. You guys sound great on the bean. Thank you. Yeah, I don't use SoundCloud because you can't download. That's a setting in SoundCloud that we can change if we want to. What do you mean? So you can you can change your SoundCloud account to be downloadable from SoundCloud, but because we're on all these other platforms that allow downloading, it seemed redundant. But maybe oh, we yeah, should no, change that. Well, I meant like any of the podcasts I listen to. I've tried to download them on SoundCloud and I can't. Oh, interesting. I think, Maybe if, that's I think why if I I'd... pay for it, I could, but I don't have, I don't pay for it. I mean, we pay for it, which by the way, we got a message that, um, it's going to renew. So you have to let oh, me yeah. know because I have to get that's fine. Um, but, um. Maybe that's why I did that then because that's what every other podcast did and I felt like it was a status quo thing. Yeah, because I can't, like, I, I can, on my podcast app, I can, I use Podcast Republic. I can download, um, so I can listen to them on the Metro and stuff. Huh. Um, let's see. Heather gave us an amazing shout out. She was replying to Shira Weiss, who's. Um, in the Facebook groups that I'm in. And she said our top five favorite pods are us, Watch What Crappens, VR Party Podcast, Sexy Unique Pod, and Friends of the Real Housewives. So we are in very good company. We are Thank indeed. Thank you, Heather. Um, oh, and then Andrew really pulls it out of the block with, um, what was the show with Tommy Hilfiger's daughter? Wasn't it actually Rich just Girls. called Rich Girls? I'll throw that hat into the ring. Yep. Was that only one season? Because that was good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we need to add that to the list. I don't even think it's very long. I think it's like six episodes or something. Where's my list? Oh, I need to, well, I'll need to add that to the list here. You can take a picture of it and I can type it up if you want. No, I can just like put it on another page. I can do it on my phone. Rich Girls. And what was the mummy one? Yummy mummies. Yummy mummies. Okay. I don't know why, but um, I feel like that show should be about, like, cannibal mummies. Yeah, or, like, m- young mothers who run, like, a bake shop or something. Like, there should be a food element involved or eating element. Well, but it's the mummy part that throws me off because I think of, like, mummy. Like, a mummy. I like, not that, a mother. I think they just say that instead of mommy. No, 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 I know. But the first thing I think of is, like, oh. someone wrapped in toilet paper. <laughs> That would be an interesting element to bring to the show, I yeah. suppose. Um, and Lauren Tre- uh, Trevino tweeted us. Um, she's at Lauren Bailey 9. Um, I was a bit behind, but I'm caught up on the pod, and I'm so excited for the new format. I can't wait for Cal on Earth. Yeah, you and me too, sister. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I voluntarily suggested that we do the final episode. Um, <laughs> and then actually today, because Sleazy T is a psychic, um, Taylor tweeted and said, when are you all going to graze my podcast app? I'm going through withdrawal. Hellish test weeks are made better by listening to the pod. Um, and I tweeted her back and said, you must be psychic because Mare is literally on my way to the, to my house to record as we speak. Yep. And that's it. That's it for Twitter. So I actually had a Twitter conversation with another fan, Lou at scouting tall about Lauren's clothing line. She didn't use the pod account. She used my personal, your personal. and your personal so she actually found this article about Lauren's failed clothing line, the one that was dropped from Kitson in 2008, <laughs> which was, that's quite a blow for Lauren Conrad. And so there was this old article about a clothing line of hers that was dropped before she was actually successful with all her cold stuff. And Lou ordered some of it. And? Or wanted to. Let me see. Mm, 
she gave me see Mary needs her own Twitter noise I, I don't have one. <laughs> okay, confession time. Summer 2008, I remember sitting in my childhood bedroom on my 2007 white MacBook browsing this line's website. I was considering purchasing a pair of leggings and a one-shoulder jersey top. So she didn't actually purchase anything. But I replied that I looked up where the nearest Coles was when Lauren's Coles line came out. And I was older than Lou, I'm guessing. And But the only reason I didn't go is because the nearest Coles is like in between D.C. and Baltimore, like out by... The airport or something. This one in Germantown. That, yeah, that's far. <laughs> so I never did that. But anyway, that's another little Twitter thing that happened. It um, it's funny. interesting that they kept her on. Lauren? Yeah. What do you mean, Kitson or Coles? Coles. So I don't think the first line was Coles, the failed Oh, line. the first line was just her, or was it a collaboration with Kitson, or they were just carrying it at Kitson? I think they were just carrying it. But when you go back and read the article, it's basically just like, you know, it's it's 2008 in an outfit. It's like an oversized like bubble hem top on top of like brown leggings. Oh. It's not it's not cute. She hadn't found her like floral and polka dot stride yet. <laughs> um, and then house cleaning. Should you open your belated birthday gift? Yes. That I brought I should. Over, <laughs> that I brought over in a gift bag that's addressed to me from someone else. My bad. Yeah. Happy holidays, Pete. Is Pete <laughs> in here? No. I thought Pete might have been my gift. No. Um, so which one should I open first? The one the that's matter? like... The, yeah. the bag, yeah. this one? Yeah. Oh, it's wrapped in plastic. Oh, like sorry. Like Laura Palmer. <laughs> this is so you can say goodbye to the hills in style. <gasps> oh, it's a Pratt Daddy Crystal t-shirt. I love it. So when did he start making these? I'm pretty up on Spencer merch and I haven't seen this. When you told me you had a Soup Life hat, I died on inside because I had already ordered that. And I was wondering if you oh. had passed on it because you didn't like it. And it took that long to get here. But it's actually pretty good quality. No, it's very good quality. Yeah. No, I got a Soup Daddy hat a long time ago. Okay, I didn't know that. I mean, Soup Life. Um, and I got it not even because of the hills. It's because, you know, I fucking love soup. Um, yeah. but it was such a shitty hat. I'm su- he must be getting a lot of orders then because my Make Sweaty fr- Famous Again shirt, I mean, ha- hat came in no time. And the Soup Life hat came really fast too. Well, this has a long warning that was basically like, thanks for your order. You can pay for faster shipping. It takes forever for us to process an order. Probably because he's doing it himself. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm pretty sure I have his address. Yeah. So then this is for... Our next project. Oh. I'm almost wondering if I don't have to get my fire stick fixed. Oh. No. <laughs> I'm not that clever. <laughs> that would have been good, though. Oh! Kelly Catrone! If you have to cry, go outside and other things your mother never told you. Good, I've been wanting to read this. I wish I had this with me on the train in New York. I know, it'll go down really quickly. Oh, I'm... Well, because it wasn't there yet. And I thought we were going to record that day. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) She put a picture of the shirt in the back of the book. And I was like, what? Is Spencer selling Kelly's book? It's been that long. And in honor of Frankica and this year's theme, I did make a charitable donation. Your charity on Facebook did so well that I actually decided to divide my charitable donation. And after, I'm not trying to bring everyone down, I'll bring it back up, I promise. But I made a donation to every town that fights for better gun laws after the awesome. Portland shooting. Yeah. 
Well, the theme of Frankie Cub was to get out and donate, and it was not to donate to my cause, it was yeah. to donate in general, so that is amazing. Well, it was the same week of your birthday, too, and it's... I'm getting tired of reading stories like that in the U.S., so... Oh, speaking of which, for um, as long as we're going to be altruistic and get off topic a little bit... Yeah. Um, for... And, and, oh, I should probably look it up, the, um, give people the right information. Um, so, I was scrolling through Facebook today, and this is for our listeners who live in D.C. I know there are quite a few of you that are in D.C. or in the D.C. area, um, and as an addendum to my birthday party... I mean, my birthday, I want to do something good. Um, okay, so... There is a group that is protesting, um, it's, it's AA, I'm sorry, A-V-A-A-Z is the name of the organization. Um, let's see, uh, Avaz. Mm-hmm. So these days, Avaz staff and volunteers are going to construct a massive monument to the kids by laying 8,000 pairs of children's shoes on the Capitol lawn to represent every single child they've lost since the Newtown shooting. Mm. Um, but they need the shoes by Sunday, March 11th. If you can donate shoes, scroll down to where to find them, drop them off in D.C. And there's tons of places. Busboys and Poets, New Course Restaurant, Code Pink, Pleasant Flops, Giant Food. Um, but I'm sure if you just Google A-V-A-A-Z, um, if anyone wanted to mail them, there's also an address where you can mail them. Um, this will be dropped, um, what's today's date? The 5th? Yeah. Um, so this will be dropped, are you going to put it tomorrow? Yeah, tonight or tomorrow. Okay, so the 5th or the 6th, so there's time. So if any of you have, um, and after the shoes are used in the protest, um, they're going to be donated to charity for the homeless. Um, so it's a great thing if you have children's shoes that you are used, you're not using anymore, um, it's a great place to donate for this protest, and then they go to homeless people, so... But it's children's shoes. Children's shoes. I know, because I have adult shoes, and yeah, I was like, God damn ten. it. Hmm. Okay. But I, I read about it today. I thought it was a good cause. So if those of you are yeah, listening no. and have shoes and live in the area. We should probably plug more charities just because. Yeah, I agree. So I also have some house cleaning about Heidi and Spencer's podcast. So I'll just try and breeze through it since it's not really worth dwelling on. But I am almost fully caught up on this podcast. I am still falling slowly on this sword. The only one I haven't listened to is the most recent one, and they have Corinne from The Bachelor. Yeah. And I've never watched an episode of The Bachelor, so I feel like the whole thing is going to go right over my head, but I might... We'll see if I can pick up any tidbits. But some interesting things I've picked up in the past few. One, Heidi apparently dropped out of high school and went abroad to Italy and got her GED. What? Yeah. Yeah. And when I Googled it, that did not come up, but she and Spencer had an entire conversation about it, and apparently her time in Italy is what inspired her to go to fashion school. And so that's when she applied to the Academy of Art in San Francisco. You... I have a GED. You can't just, like, pop into a four-year university without an associate's degree with just a GED. I don't know. The Academy of Art is a little different... Do you, like, audition in some fashion? Um, I don't know. But it's not... I think it's... The entry process, I think, is a little different than a more traditional university. Um, but that's what she said. And I tried to Google to confirm, and I could not confirm that, but they that's what they said. And this has never come up before, ever, anywhere, ever. No. And, and doing what living in Italy? Modeling? No, she just, like, went to travel. And I wanted to know with who. And with what money? Yeah. And all she doesn't a, come from money. I know, and all of a sudden her parents were fine with it? It was very, very odd, and I can find no truth to this. And they don't expand on it at all on the podcast. They just Not kind really. of like... But she, she says, like, oh yeah, I went to Italy and I got my GED. And then I went to San Francisco. 
She said it very matter-of-factly. I need to know more. I know. Well, so also what I found very interesting in the most recent one that I've listened to, their guest is Jessica Hall. And apparently she's on Kendra's show. Kendra Wilkinson? Yeah. And I didn't realize Kendra still had a show. News to me. I hate her. Okay. Jessica Hall is Stacy the bartender's sister. Really? And she and Heidi are friends. Really? And she talks about how at the time of the Hills, she lived with Holly. So Stacy's sister lived with Holly. Yep. During the Hills. Yep. So Stacy was the fakest plant ever. Yes. Ever. But this is why I can't stop listening to this god-awful podcast. Ugh. I'm getting actual tidbits, and I wish it had started a year ago, and we would have had so much more to talk about. I know. I know. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So is Stacy's last name Hall, or is she married now? Um, Not Stacy, but sister. They do have the same last name. I forget what their maiden name is. Uh, so the Hall girl's married. Yes. Stacy, the bartender, is also married and lives in Switzerland because her husband does commodities trading or whatever. Yeah, that I knew. Um, and when you Google, you can find Stacy, the bartender's wedding photos because I did it. Oh, nice. Um, it's at a ranch. She wore cowboy boots and a wedding dress. I wonder if we've ever seen... I mean, wouldn't the sister have been in the wedding we just watched? At Heidi's wedding? Yeah. She may have been. She looks like a... I mean, I don't know that in a crowd of hills extras I could have picked her out like yeah she's a pretty girl who probably curled her hair that day and wore a bubble dress like yeah. I don't know um so another episode they had Kelsey from Siesta Key on and I forgot that Spencer is obsessed with Siesta Key yes he talks about it like it's the next hills and as someone who watches Siesta Key it's not the next hills I mean I I don't know why I'm watching it to be honest there's clearly something about it that's drawing me in but it was just kind of painful to listen to Spencer, who is now in his mid-30s with his wife and child in the studio, give advice to this young 22-year-old about how to be famous. And I wanted to just be like, Kelsey, look around. <laughs> take notes. Don't take advice from Spencer and Heidi as much as we love them. Um, and they were saying that the reason that Siesta Key is so good is that each episode has a different narrator. And if they had had that, it would have been a game changer. I think that's true. It is true. And they were also talking about how, like, they didn't really have social media to take to after an episode, like the way Vanderpump Rules or Siesta Key does. Like, people can hop on Twitter and defend themselves or say, like, that's not what happened in that scene. That was cut to do this, et cetera, et cetera. And Spencer and Heidi never got to do that. Well, but the, if MTV would have, or Adam DeVilo or whatever would never have let them do that. Yeah. I mean, even if there was social media, he wouldn't be like, you can't, like, say, oh, it was a lie or whatever. I mean, like, that would ruin the whole show. Yeah. Um, and I forgot to mention in their episode with Kristen Cavallari that they asked her if she would ever do reality TV again. And she said, I would, but I would definitely have to executive produce and I would have rules about what I wanted to do, etc. And Kristen Cavallari is now getting her own limited run reality show again. Really? Yeah. I think it's about the creation of this new jewelry line. Oh, who cares? Yeah. But I'll, you know... I, well, I thought she'd also, but didn't she say something on their show about wanting to do a Hills reunion or that she'd be up for it? I read that somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Um, and the other weird thing is they do have advertisers now. Um, that happened, I think, by the second episode. Like, they must have got so many listens. Please that tell me one of them is a burrito supplier. No. 
So what's the most troubling thing about their ads is that most people like kind of have a break or they play some music and then they play the ad and then they play music and they come back. Spencer and Heidi work the ads into the conversation with their guests. Oh, I listen to a couple podcasts that do that. It is so disconcerting and it throws me off my game because the first one I really noticed was when they were talking to Kelsey from Siesta Key and Heidi, who still will not stop talking about mommy things, which makes sense. She starts talking about how like, (laughs) she said, well, I'm not getting a period right now, but Kelsey, you must know what it's like to want to buy safe organic tampons. And I was floored and so confused. And it was an advertisement for Lola tampons. Yeah. I, um, I listened to this podcast that I would not recommend to anyone. I just listened to them sleeping and have been for like 10 years called Keith and the girl. And they do that. They'll be talking to their guests. It's a lot of comedians. And they'll be like, so how's your sleep? Do you sleep well? Well, go sleep number bed. And they yes. just start. That's what they do. It's awful. They do it for that. They do it for Sherry's Berries. They do yeah. it, but they'll just work it in the conversation. You know who else does it? But um, I think she's by her. Was she by herself? When I was listening to the episode of SUP, a supplemental episode, where Lara, um, like, Mystery Science Theater 3000 Stassi's podcast, and, like, comments on it as she's listening to it. So we were listening as well. Stassi does that. Yeah. I could, I mean, it makes sense, and I, the Heidi and Spencer are not alone, but it is, it catches me off guard every time they do it. But what's funny about Spencer and Heidi is that they're that shameless. It took me a minute to realize it was an actual ad because yeah. that's something they would do. Um, because they're talking about Thrive Market and how it keeps Spencer in good shape and the first box is free, and I feel like they would just do that even if they weren't making money. Yeah. So I'm still at it. I'm going to try and make it through the Bachelor episode. We'll see how I do, but. Hopefully we'll give you some more deets on Spencer and Heidi in our last Hills episode. I feel like I'm going to listen to it once in a while. Even when we're done, I'm going to be ashamed of myself. (laughs) All right, we should dive in because I got a lot of notes about this episode as well. I don't. Well, I did a lot of research beforehand. We had had a Saturday record scheduled, and I was ready to really lay it down with facts. So I'll try and reel it in. Um, No, I think the more facts, the better. Well, this was a big episode, and it was very, very choreographed with production. Very. Which we all knew was going to happen. It's a transition episode between these two split seasons kind of thing. So I looked up a lot, and I found this old blog post of a girl who stood outside the church and watched it all happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, they even did it with the scenes from the top, because they showed a ton of Audrina and Justin Bobby. Yes. Which is foreshadowing, not even for this episode. No. It's for the next episode. Yeah. Um, and just tons of, like, Heidi, Spencer, Darlene, Lauren, pre-wedding drama. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Lauren and Lo are moving out of their house now. <laughs> Apropos of nothing. Apropos of nothing. Like, no, I'm selling... Because Lauren allegedly owns that house, so she should have been putting it on the market. She should have, like been talking about, oh, I'm going to sell my house. I I mean, none of that. Just, oh, we're moving out tomorrow. Yes. So we opened the episode and we're at the castle and Lauren is packing up her bedroom. And they're talking about how many memories they've had in the house. And Lo says, we should do one last party before we move. And then they talk about their first crazy party, which was Audrina's birthday pool party. And Lauren says, yeah, there are mohawks and lucite heels in my backyard. Calm down. I think it was topless mohawks, wasn't it? Or half-naked mohawks? I I think she made, like, some comment about... It was just rude as hell, and it was Audrina's house, too. Yeah. You didn't need to stay for that party. You could have snuck out the side door. We know from this episode you're quite good at it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
so then the this episode should have been just called what's next because someone says that almost in every scene so lo then says to lauren what's next and lauren says for the first time i really don't know which makes no sense because she also hasn't said whether or not she's quitting people's revolution like are you suddenly quit quitting people's revolution as far as we know you have a job yeah and are you done with school I don't know. Like, we haven't had school mentioned. I didn't see a graduation scene. Nope. The other thing that I discovered in researching this episode is that Lauren tried to have her final episode, the finale of season four, which was, what was the finale? The Mexico wedding, I guess. So Lauren had tried to negotiate with production to leave the show at the end of season four. And they basically told her no and said that she had to stay on for season five until they figured out what was going to happen with the show. So this whole season where we thought she was phoning it in, she very much was. Yeah. And she was sort of saying, like, I'm going to do the bare minimum and that's what you get. So further proof of that, she gave an interview at the end of 2008 saying that she was hoping to leave. And then they they pulled her right back for another five months of filming. Poor Lauren. Yeah. Poor little rich girl. Yep. So then we go to Chez Ambient, and Heidi is sitting with Stephanie, talking about the type of wedding she wants, and I think I got hives. (laughs) And I've already had a wedding, but it still gave me hives anyway. I want the most extravagant wedding ever. My dress is swan princess-esque. If I had a dollar for every time Heidi said princess, I I could retire tomorrow. Yeah. And she said, I just want the whole thing to look like a garden. And then Stephanie says, what kind of cake do you want? And (laughs) Heidi says, white chocolate mousse truffle vanilla with berries in it, a princess cake. That is, that is every cake under the sun. I don't understand what she just said. Um, Neither did Stephanie. She had me right up until berries. (laughs) And then Heidi says, I want it to be the best cake anyone has ever had. It is the most important part of the whole thing, really. Okay. Agreed. I I mean, as a guest, I would say, like, the champagne and cake will get me really far. But as a bride, I would think your dress is the most important thing. Um, And she cannot have the best cake ever because my friend Rachel, my best friend, had the best cake ever at her wedding. Because it looked kind of like the Mad Hatter's hat. And every single tier was a different flavor, including my very own chocolate peanut butter flavor layer. Mm. It was just for you? Just for me. You just shaved off well, the Well, she top. likes chocolate peanut butter, too. <laughs> you shaved off the whole layer and just walked away? Well, no. Each individual <laughs> cake was, you know, like, you know how, like, the tier, each different tier was a different flavor. And there yeah. was, like, a million. It was so good. I do love a wedding cake. I won't lie. But so then Stephanie asks Heidi who her maid of honor is going to be. And... Heidi says it's going to be Holly, which makes perfect sense. Yes. That is not weird. They are sisters. And Stephanie's butt hurt. Big time. Which I was very confused about. Like, you are friends with Heidi, but you're also friends with Lauren. Spencer has a very tumultuous relationship with you. Like, to think that you would be the maid of... Like, why would you think you'd be the maid of honor? I don't know. And you're going to be a bridesmaid... What's the difference? As someone who's been a bridesmaid several times, I get it. Maid of honor is, it's a touching gesture and all that. But like, so is being a bridesmaid. I mean, it's, it's equal parts joy, equal parts pain in the ass. Both positions. So then Stephanie says, well, yeah, I mean, she's blood. (laughs) All sad. And then Heidi just says, I hope you understand. Apparently she does not. Well, not only does she does not, but she has no... She can't even hide it. 
No. And is Heidi, I mean, well, yes, Heidi is oblivious, but Heidi doesn't seem to be noticing how, like, butthurt she is about it. No, and then Stephanie also has very strong ideas about what a maid of honor is supposed to do later in the episode, which we'll get to. So then we go to BLD. I'm, it doesn't mean Boulevard because there's no V, so I guess it's just BLD. Yeah, I don't know. Ugh, and Spencer's having lunch, breakfast with Darlene. I had a hard time with this scene, but I also had a hard time with his scene later with Brody. So Spencer is on his apology tour, which I guess makes sense in wrapping up the show to continue the, from the last episode where he apologized to Lauren. Um, and he's basically just saying he's a changed man. You know, um, he was out of line. He's trying to be the opposite of the person that Darlene met before. You know, I already did the clubs. That's what he says. He needs to make a real effort. Um, and Darlene says she very much appreciates what he's saying. And Spencer says, do I have your blessing on the wedding? She shakes her head no and says, you absolutely have my blessing. No, she, I mean, yeah, I give you my blessing. She long pauses, shakes her head no, and says, I give you my blessing. Yeah. Shouldn't say like very hesitantly. Yeah. Very much like I, I was, I'm not okay with this, but I've just been beaten to death and I'm going to cave. The, the shaking of the head was more obvious. She literally, like her body did not want to say you have my blessing. I misspoke. So then we go to the regent Beverly Wilshire of Pretty Woman fame, which yep. I hope that was the theme of the bridal shower. It's a, it probably was not. I doubt it. But we're at Heidi's bridal shower, and it's kind of a bridal shower meets bachelorette, because it looks like a nighttime event, and there's lots of champagne flowing. And Heidi is pretty lit by the end. Well, I don't know if it was a night. Like, they, the, the outside shot, it was dark. Yeah. But who knows when they took that. No kidding. Um, I don't know. Like it, I don't know. Heidi was just pretty lit for a daytime thing, but maybe she took her bridal shower. Seriously. I've been to a lot of bridal showers that have a lot of drinking, especially you forget they're all like 22. That's true. So I'm sure it's like any excuse, like mimosas, champagne, like I don't. That's true. So then Stephanie starts throwing all this shade against Holly about how Holly is late for the bridal shower. And where that is really frustrating, every wedding you're in, there will be a bridesmaid who doesn't take their role as seriously as you do. That's just how the cookie crumbles. And sometimes that is the maid of honor and other people will pick up the slack. Well, who planned the bridal shower? Who paid for the Beverly Wilshire? Who set everything up? I know. That's the maid of honor's job. So if, how is she a half an hour? Like I don't get, I mean, production obviously did all those things, but yeah, I, I don't, understand there are some maid of honors though who have the title and then are not that helpful it happens and other bridesmaids are basically maid of honors on the side well but i if that is what it had transpired in this situation i feel like stephanie would have been like uh, i had to book the room i had to set everything up yeah uh, it wasn't it was just like holly's late i know yeah. also in la can't you be late almost at any time because traffic Yes, uh, in one of the housewives, yeah. what was it, on Bitch Sesh they were saying that? That, like, pretty much you're expected to be 15 minutes late everywhere because traffic is so terrible, and... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, Stephanie just throws shade at Holly the whole episode because she's upset that she's not made of honor. Yeah. And then it doesn't really go anywhere because at the wedding ceremony, 
Stephanie is a bridesmaid and not the maid of honor. Um, but I will give Audrina some mad props because she is on top of bridal shower etiquette. Yeah. Because she says to Stephanie, like, are you writing down who gave her what? So she can write thank you notes, which is always an important part of any shower. Yeah. Um, bridal baby, what have you. And Stephanie was like, I'm not the maid of honor. Like, that's Holly's job and whatever. And then she then she acquiesces and is like, I guess I'll do it. But I didn't see a pen and a piece of paper, and Heidi had already opened all the stuff, so I don't know how that was going to work. Also, that is not definitely the maid of honor's job. Usually anybody at a bridal shower can say, oh, I'll write it down. Usually someone with good handwriting who doesn't mind taking notes. Yeah. And I've done it before, and I've only been a maid of honor once, and I didn't have to do it for that person. Like, it just... People get very into the definitions of things when it comes to weddings, and it really shouldn't matter. So then they play a little trivia game, and Audrina is also up on that. Yeah. She knows all kinds of things. Heidi wants to have four children. Four boys. Four boys. All boys. She wants to be the the queen on the throne. That's what she says. They met through Kristen Cavallari. And then she starts opening gifts, and she gets a white bikini that says just married on the butt, and then she gets those... rhinestones. Yeah. And then she gets those flip-flops that when you walk in the sand, they say just married. Yep. So up there with the swan princess (laughs) wedding dress, I I was... My hives were continuing in this scene. And then someone gives her a copy of The Joy of Sex. Darlene. Ew. That was from Darlene. Ew. Because she's, like, turned to page 70, and there was, like, a piece of paper in there. Yeah, I saw the book, the piece of paper in the book. Yeah, that was from Darlene. Ew, what do you think it said? What was... I don't know. What page was flagged? Page 70. I don't know. By her mother? So if any of you out there have the joy of sex laying around your house, turn to page 70 and take a screenshot and send it to us, because we don't know. And let us know if you would die if your mother bookmarked that for you. Well, who was it? Audrina? Or who said it was a cute picture? Adrina. Yeah. So I think her mom maybe put a funny photo in it or something? I don't think so, because the Joy of Sex has drawings. Yeah. Like, But why would you say like cute... Like hairy, hippie people drawings from the 70s. Right, but why would Adrina say cute photo? She would she say, like... hairy, hippie people. Yeah, but wouldn't she say, like, that's funny? I don't know. Well, everyone laughed when she said it. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Oh, God, now that it's from Darlene, it's even weirder. Well, so, she did used to be married to a pervert. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> so then we go to Beso, and it's our last meal with Lauren and Brody, and I'm thrilled. I'm so sick of this bullshit conversation that they have. And they both have a superiority complex. I, I will say, watching this though, it made me sad that they're not friends anymore. Yeah, they. In real life. They seemed like friends. Yeah. Because they're both superior. Yeah, but I want them to still be friends. I just don't... Brody plays both sides of every coin, and it's just really on my nerves. I'm really... I'm done with it. Episode 10, season 5. So they're talking about the wedding and how they both have small ears. Like, we give a shit about that. And then Brody starts telling Lauren to be the bigger person and go to the wedding. Like, he's one to talk. He hasn't been the bigger person in uh, season or two. And then he tells a joke about how when Heidi walks by, he's just going to make fart noises. That's really nice. And then he says, I think you really, really need to think about it. I think you're going to regret not going. I mean, I wrote Brody speaks the truth about the wedding. Basically what he says is what's the big deal? Just go. What's it going to hurt? Like at the end of the day, I mean, I've been to, I mean, Lauren's, 
at this point should know that Heidi seems really happy. Heidi is happy. My friend's wedding that I didn't attend seemed miserable, and that's why I didn't go. But Heidi seems happy, and Heidi's going to do what she wants to do, and it's so much easier at this point because so many olive branches that have been extended to Lauren. Just fucking suck it up. It's an hour out of your day. But to play devil's advocate, too, if you don't want to go, RSVP no. And just say, tell your friends, I already RSVP'd no, I'm not going to go. Like, just stand by your guns. Oh. It's this giant question mark that I can't stand that's completely fake. Uh, Agreed. You know, like, we don't need to have this will she, won't she. We always knew, even watching this live in real time, the first time ten years ago, that Lauren was going to show up at the goddamn wedding. And also, I mean, I did write, too... Like, you have to RSVP to a wedding. Yeah. Like, that you can't just show up or not show up. Let alone through the back door and then walk in front of the groom, but we'll get to that later. Although, sidebar, I did do that once. (laughs) Um, My same friend whose wedding I didn't go to married someone else after the divorce from the first wedding. They're still married. They have a kid. Everything's great. And I decided very last minute that I wanted to go to the wedding, and I went and lied and said, like, I was like, oh, I don't have a place card. And she's like, well, I never got your RSVP. And I'm like, I sent it. I totally full on 100% lied <laughs> and claimed to have sent in the RSVP. And they had to like make room for me at a table. And it was the whole thing. But I never sent it. You just had a craving for wedding cake and decided to go. Like, Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I could be in the mood for Luckily, today? she does not listen to this podcast. So I'm safe. But uh, yeah. How many years ago was it though? Oh, gosh. Let's see. It was the year that of the Janet Jackson Super Bowl nipple thing. So like 2004. Yeah, you should tell her someday because it's kind of funny. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, we don't really. I mean, I'm Facebook friends with her now. We're not. It would like, be amazing if you still had the RSVP card and you could like frame it and put it in a box. I also don't think I got her a gift. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. Wow. Yeah. And I got super fucked up at her wedding. Like super fucked up. You're a dreamboat. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just me because they were they were running late. Like she was running late, like an hour late. Oh yeah. And they had a, they had drinks before the wedding. Yeah. So everyone was shit house. I yeah. was like literally smoked during the wedding. It was outside. Like I smoked cigarettes like while watching her wedding. Like it was yeah. <laughs> Shining moment. For Shining you. moment for me. So then we go to eight ounce burger bar, and I almost said burger barn like it's what's eating Gilbert Grape. Amaze. And Spencer is rocking his disgusting, too long mustache. I'm fine with it. It's because he's waiting to shave for the wedding, whatever, but it's, I don't like it. And he's having lunch with Brody. And I guess we're friends now. And. Yeah. We skipped over that. Yeah. Mm hmm. And Brody's drinking a PBR because he's Brody. And this is where I actually felt sad for Spencer, except that I know it's fake. So he's giving the same speech that he gave to Darlene about how he's a changed man and he's been in therapy and he's turning over a new leaf and his strategy in all of this is just to blame himself. Like that's kind of all he knows how to say. He's not saying we've worked on all our issues. We know that we're both committed in the same way. We cannot wait to be married. There's no we. It's all Spencer. So he actually says, it's because of me that we have to go to therapy. He said, I don't respect other people's feelings. And Brody says, do you hear yourself? And he said, well, I need to know that not everyone is the enemy. And where these are good self-aware things, I just find it, it falsifies it. I wish he was talking about him and Heidi more than just himself. 
Well, and I, I think it's insane that he goes to therapy multiple times a week. Let's just absolutely, like, just cannot get over that. Like, cannot. Um, I am not here for his mea culpa because no. it's so, there's still this weird, ragey undercurrent in yes. everything that he says. Yes. And it's, this whole thing of blaming himself makes it not genuine at all. It's like this scripted bullshit. And no therapist that would preside over a couple's session would ever tell one person it's their fault that they're in therapy. No. Never. That would never happen. So then he says that he does feel bad and he does feel remorse towards Lauren and he's not cold. And Brody says, yes, you are. You're just pretending that you're not. And Brody hits the nail on the head. Ugh. Billion percent. That's exactly what's happening. This is just Spencer's crafted way. Like, he's spewing the same shit he spewed at Darlene to his best friend or former. I don't know. I'm... So, I it made me sad because he... I know it's fake, but he... I think he thinks that's the way to go about it. Well, it reminds me of, like, when you're a kid... And you're fighting with a sibling and your parents like, you apologize to them right now. And you're like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> like, you do not mean what you're saying. Yeah. You really want to punch them in the And like every, every time yeah. Spencer does this, like, no, like I, like I was wrong about Lauren. It's, I feel like he could be saying that while literally ripping her limb to limb. Yeah, exactly. So then we go to People's Revolution and we see our future queen, Kelly Catron. Kelly Catron. Cannot wait. Lauren asks her what she's doing, and Kelly says, going through 700 emails of the day. Probably true. So then, Lauren says, well, I've been wondering what's next. Another point for what's next. And, you know, I've, I've worked for a magazine and a PR company and all this stuff over three or four years, and I think it's time to be more independent. And I want context for this. I, I want, know. like, I'm getting ready to graduate, and so... I don't, and and Lauren, I thought, was at a paid position. I know, because Stephanie was the intern. Yeah. So Lauren is at a paid position at People's Revolution. This is not an internship through school. Yeah. This is a job. Yeah. You don't go into your boss's office, apropos of nothing, and just go, huh, I'm just kind of feeling like, what's next? Like, what's, hmm. It's time for some more independence? Yeah, I don't, Yeah. I was just sitting around thinking, I'm about to blow this pop stand. Yeah. So... Then Kelly actually supports her because Kelly's just playing along for TV and says, well, you've learned a lot of different things and you've basically worn a lot of hats and maybe it's time to just sit with all of it and see what it is you want to do next. And then she, um, she says the happiest times in my life have been when I have no plans, which is a very Kelly Catron thing to say. Um, actually I wrote down, I don't believe that Kelly has never had a plan in her life and this is bullshit. It was still a cool thing to say. It's a very cool thing to say, but I cannot pick... I mean, you've read the book. I haven't yet. But I can't picture Kelly being... She's a crazy workaholic, and I cannot picture her being like, oh, I have nothing in the works at all. Like, no fashion shows, nothing coming up. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Like, I feel like she would be going insane. Well, and she's been a hustler her whole life. Yeah. If you want a treat, by the way, you should Google image search old pictures of Kelly Catrone when she was a young party girl. Oh, okay. I'm going to do that. Kelly Catrone, circa 91. I I did that today. Um, So then Kelly also says, she says this phrase to Lauren in French where I forget what the exact quote was because I didn't write it down fast enough, but she says uh, the verb flaner, which means to walk about aimlessly. And she said, maybe you need to flaner for a little bit, which is kind of cute. I just like Kelly. So then she leaves Lauren with, I mean, all I can tell you is be smart, be brave and don't take any shit. (laughs) I mean, was this a two weeks notice situation? Like what the fuck? 
I don't know, but where can I get that t-shirt or cross-stitch? Be smart, be brave, don't take any shit. I want that. Hannah Wilson. I know. I'll put in a request. You should. Yeah, okay. So then we go to Cut Beverly Hills for Heidi and Spencer's rehearsal dinner. Yeah. But then we get another night scene later, and like... Uh, So the only way that this... And this only recently would make sense to me. I have a client whose child is getting married and they're doing the rehearsal dinner Friday and the wedding is Sunday. Mm. I guess sometimes. Which seemed weird to me, but she seemed to think it was totally normal. So maybe some people do that. Sheena Shea did that. They had the rehearsal dinner on Friday at Sir, and then they drove on Saturday and then they got married on a Sunday. I believe that was a cheap thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sundays are cheaper. No, no, no. I mean, having the rehearsal dinner for free, I'm sure, at Sir, instead oh, of having totally. it at the venue. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Just saying. I guess it's been done. So, then, I find Heidi's rehearsal dinner outfit interesting. I would have thought she would have gone a little more bridal. She looks pretty, and I like bridal it. Bridal how? Oh, a lot of women wear white for, like, every event around their wedding. I've never seen that. A lot of people do it. They buy like four white dresses and then crank them all out. Oh, interesting. I've never seen that before. I didn't do that because I didn't, that's not me. And I like, it was amazing. I wore white or a wedding dress sometimes. But then one of my friends was like, well, your wedding dress might have more oomph if you don't wear white. But like I, one of my friends, she had like five white dresses that she brought with her for the whole weekend. Wow. No one I know has ever done that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of what. Hmm. I might only have one example of that. I'm not sure though. But I think it's I think it's kind of a thing. Some people like to get into the bride vibe more than once. So anyway, but Heidi looks pretty. She's wearing um kind of like a skin tight Robert Palmer girl looking thing with cut out shoulders and sleeves. And this beautiful handbag that we'll get to. Yeah. Oh my god. So um Stephanie gives a speech first. Well, but first I thought it was very interesting that both Darlene and non-touchy Tim and pervert Bill were all there, but I didn't see any of Spencer's family other than Stephanie. I saw Nana. Oh, Nana was there? Yep. She was down sitting next to Skye. Oh, okay. Um, That's why Holly tried to get his attention, is that he looked bored talking to Nana or whatever. Yeah, I didn't see Spencer's parents. Nope. Interesting. I wonder what the deal is there. Well, they weren't at the wedding either. I know. Interesting. Have we ever even seen them? I've nope. never even looked them up. I haven't either. Ooh. Okay. Good call. So Stephanie gets up and gives her speech to Spencer, and it's quite sweet, actually. Um, she said, you know, truth be told, I really love you, Spencer. You are a really protective brother, and I know that you're going to protect Heidi and take care of her forever, and I'm so happy you found her. I just wrote Stephanie's toast, what the fuck? Stephanie's like all the toast, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said toes. I was like, it was no, our toast. toast. <laughs> I mean, I think when you hate your brother and he's an overprotective dick, that's a nice way to play it. I don't know. <laughs> just don't give a speech. Well, I guess if you're the only family member in attendance. Yeah. I mean, traditionally, though, one of his groomsmen should have given the speech. Yeah. We'll talk about his groomsmen later. Yeah. But I guess they had the two siblings speak. That's not that weird. We had my sister and Bill's sister speak at our wedding. So they did it the night before. 
I mean, usually, uh, I mean, I guess at the rehearsal dinner, yeah. I mean, usually at the reception, it's the best man and the maid of honor. And then the parents, if they want to, and then anyone else. But usually, definitely best man, maid of honor. Um, but yeah, I guess at the rehearsal dinner, anyone could talk who wants to talk. Well, and so Holly gives a speech, and she is the maid of honor. But I guess that we didn't see who his best man was. So maybe that's why they just went with... Isn't it Charlie? I thought it was Charlie. The guy standing next, closest to him at the altar, was not Charlie. Oh. It was some dark-haired guy. Sean. Oh, good for you. I don't know. The bigger one? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's Sean. Okay. Well, so then Holly gets up and gives her speech. And she talks about Spencer instead of Heidi at first. And says he's always treated her like family, whether it was good or bad. Meaning he's a dick. And then she says, but you know, it's like marriage. It's for better and for worse. Well, she was also wasted, which yeah. I think is a precursor to yes. what we're not going to see. But it's Holly, Holly. Is like wasted Holly, which is amazing. Her so then we problem. need to talk about how she drifts into how Heidi has been praying to be in love her whole life, sneaking off into the woods to, quote, make concoctions to find her love match using sticks and berries. I mean, all this goes to show to me is that obviously, I mean, and it worked out for her, but that like Heidi's only priority since being a very small child was to get married. Yeah. Like not a career, not fashion, not clubs, but it was to land a man. Like if when she did go to school, I'm I'm surprised she didn't go to some school to get her MRS degree. Like that's a business school. Yeah, I know. But I still found it interesting that Holly didn't really pull it back. You know, I think that's a very common theme in speeches about a bride, that she's always wanted to find the right guy, and then she finally found him, and, like, just pull it back a little bit, and she really lost me at the twigs and berries. Like, I don't need to hear about Heidi's childhood witchcraft, okay? (laughs) That should not make a wedding speech. Edit that out, drunk Holly. So then Holly sits down, noticeably drunk still, the whole time, and Darlene says, that was awesome, Halls genuinely touched like she thought holly nailed it um i think everyone was drunk maybe so then holly throws a little piece of potato at sky and is that heidi's brother yes okay the one who passed away oh yeah 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 is it the stepdad's son he kind of looked like um tim here i'll look it up yeah Heidi Montag's dead brother. (laughs) No. Eric O'Hara. Okay. Is the stepbrother who died. I think Skye might be her half-brother. I wondered if he was Tim's son or something. Well, I mean, if he's her half-brother, he is Tim's son. That would be stepbrother. No, I mean, with Darlene. Oh, if Darlene's the mom, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Spouses, children... It only lists Holly as a relative. Yeah. Is Sky Spencer's brother? I don't know. I thought she had a half or a step. I don't know. I mean, we didn't even know she had her GED. What's Darlene's last name? I don't know. All right, I'm going to get, get to the bottom of this. Keep talking about the toast. Okay, well, so she throws a piece of potato. This is important. You're going to want to chime in. 
and it hits Heidi's brand new bag. And it looks like a very nice clutch. A giant clutch. Yeah, it's an oversized clutch. And it is a blush or nude crocodile skin leather. Oh, it was definitely blush. It was like a pink, pinky blush. To it. Yeah. blush yeah. Um, and Heidi shits her pants that there's like a little bit of steak sauce on her leather purse. Um, oh, with steak sauce. I couldn't figure out. I'm like, what the fuck on a potato yeah. would stain? That's First just of all, what I assumed because they're at a steakhouse. It should be um, easily wipe-offable. Yeah. It's leather. I mean, it wasn't suede. It, I mean, you should still have to wipe it off with a napkin. Also, and if the purse is that expensive, take it back to the store and get it cleaned. Sky Montag. He's listed as Sky Montag on the episode. Also, was Perez Hilton there? He's listed as well, too. Um, he was at their wedding. Oh, he was? Okay. Yes. I didn't see him. Oh, I haven't gotten to all my wedding deeds yet. Sky Montag. Okay. Saving it for the ceremony. Fascinating. I think that he must be... Is he Wild Bill's son? Since he's a Montag? Oh, maybe. Sky Montag. And younger brother named okay. Sky. Okay. The sisters, yeah, have a younger brother named Sky. Wow. So yeah, I guess he's a full brother. So he's Starlene's kid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Man, why are we learning so much about Heidi right now? Yeah. All right. Okay. Biological. So anyway, um, Heidi freaks out about this stain on her purse to get back to that. So then Holly feels like an asshole and she gets up from the table and makes a somewhat of a drunken scene because clearly she knows that Heidi is mad about her purse. And Stephanie looks giddy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, she does look giddy Stephanie as fuck. looks like she won the lottery yeah. when, when Holly makes a mistake. So then Stephanie leans over and has this side conversation with Charlie, who, now that he's, like, cleaned up and combed his beard, he looks like an extra from The Sound of Music. He only has a stash. Yeah. No beard. Sorry. Facial hair. And <laughs> so then Stephanie has this weird aside with Charlie before we get back to Holly about how Holly hasn't done this seating arrangement. Maid of honors do not touch seating arrangements. That is a bride and groom and a wedding coordinator job. And also, yeah, for sure. And we, as far as we know, like there's all this cake talk, seating arrangement talk. We don't see a reception. No. Was there a reception? I don't know. And also, maid of honors aren't wedding coordinators. Nope. Just because you designate someone your bestie doesn't mean they're at your beck and call. No, maid of honor organizes bridal shower, organizes bachelorette party, like make sure that you have everything you need on the big day. Or you're at least the contact go-to for all the bridesmaids to help you with it. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with the other, like, seating arrangements, getting t time schedules together. Like, that's, you're, you're, that's you yeah. or the wedding coordinator. Yeah. So then after Holly storms off from the table, Heidi asks Spencer... To go after her. And I don't support this decision <laughs> of Heidi's. So then 
Holly... Well, Darlene has already gone after her. Yes, but then she says, Spencer, will you go see where my sister is? Why don't you go see where she is? But whatever. So then Holly says, I just, I was taking a minute. I know she's upset about, you know, me hitting her purse with potato. And Spencer's like, you know, you, you just caught her off guard and he starts to smooth things over. And then he says, but we're 25 and I don't have, I don't throw food and I don't even have good manners. I'm sorry. I agree with him. They're at a very fancy restaurant. Yeah. And she's throwing, I mean, this is kind of like Housewives of New Jersey cake fight all over again. Yeah. Um, I was also, as much as I hate her on Siggy's side about that, but like you don't throw food at any restaurant, let alone a fancy restaurant at a rehearsal dinner. I don't think I've ever thrown food unless my husband has been like, toss me that. I'm sure I have, but not in a nice restaurant. Like maybe at a house or something. Like a food fight? Yeah. Okay. I've never been in one. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you don't go to a cut is a very nice, expensive steakhouse. Like you don't hurl things across the table to get someone's attention. Plus, even if she hadn't hit Heidi's purse, was she going to hit Skye's white dress shirt? Like, yeah, you're going to get someone messy no matter who you hit. Yeah. I don't know. So then the thing about Spencer is that at his own rehearsal dinner, it should be one of those moments where he lets it go. You know, and just kind of says, like, listen, like, I just, I want you to come back to the table. Let's forget it. And of course, it's Spencer, and he's not going to do that. And Holly's also not going to say, like, listen, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it to be rude. Well, but to play Spencer advocate here, um, when it originally happened, he did do that. And he was like, it's just a material thing. It's not a big deal. Like, don't let it ruin the night. Like, he was very, Heidi was the one, and I think, again, Semi-rightfully so, because, like, the purse is easily cleanable with just a napkin wipe, but... Which is why she should have gone after her sister in the first place. Yeah. But whatever. So then they have this debate about whether or not it's rude, and Holly's wrong, and then she says to her mother after Spencer leaves, I didn't realize we were dining with the king and queen, and Darlene says, well, we are. But she means it in a shady asshole way. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's... (sighs) I think that's always been Darlene's problem. I don't think that it's so much, and this is behind the scenes too. I don't think it was so much that it was Spencer. I think it's she, she felt like Spencer causes her daughter to put on airs and she comes from like a simple town in Colorado and she's like a homespun country girl. And I think that all of this like highfalutin fancy stuff bothers her. I also wrote, this is the beginning of Holly's descent into madness. Yep. And then Holly <laughs> leaves in a blaze of tears. She's like, I'm leaving. Yeah. So I'm going to try and speed up the more boring stuff, like the next two scenes. We go to the nail bar, Chai nail bar, and Holly apologizes to Heidi for acting the way she did at the rehearsal dinner. And she says, and Heidi says, you know, it's the biggest moment of my life and it wasn't about me at my own rehearsal dinner. And Holly says, I wouldn't be offended at all if you made Stephanie maid of honor. Like, she seems like she's really into this and, you know, whatever. And Heidi says, I would never un-maid of honor you. And how about, it's like fucking the day before the wedding. They're trying to make it seem like it's day of, but then we go, we lose a day. But she says, I can't believe you're getting married tomorrow. Oh, she does? Yeah, she says that. Okay. But you, huh? Like, all the stuff that Stephanie was talking about already happened that she wanted yeah. to plan so to make her to it's just stupid and also um i thought it was interesting what made this seem like morning of the wedding was that holly's makeup was flawless yeah like she looked better than she did 
at the dinner. Yeah. That looked like wedding makeup to me. Yeah. I know. Maybe Heidi chipped a nail and they went in for a touch-up or something. Well, I mean, she could get her nails done the morning of the wedding. I mean, yeah. that's not unheard of. But I just think it's the timeline's weird. It's, well, I know some things... I mean, that was a lot of makeup for early in the morning. No, it was. And I know some things in this episode are out of order, but as far as the wedding, I'm not quite sure. I mean, they pulled the wool over our eyes with the whole event. That much we can count on. So, then we go to... Oh, wait, before that, we get the little hint of Kristen. Yeah. Did you get the invitation to the person I said to get it to? Yeah, she's single right now. Uh Uh-oh, that means trouble! Yep. Hashtag the bitch is back. So then... Do you want to give a crack at this suit designer's name? Oh, I thought it was Zegna. Zenya. But I thought you were going to give his first name a shot. Oh, no, I didn't write it down. Oh, because it's got the weirdest spelling ever. It's a Zenya suit store, everybody. Um, and Spencer and his groomsmen are picking up their tuxes or suits. Brian, Sean, and Charlie. Yeah. Who are these groomsmen? I only know Charlie. Yep. I got nothing. And they're asking... Charlie asks if he can bring Stacy... To the wedding. Which now makes sense that we know that Holly lives with her sister, but out of context, that's fucking weird. Yeah, and also, he's a groomsman. She's going to be sitting alone. And Holly, I mean, Heidi hates her. Yeah. I know. I don't, I don't get it. And then they talk about how long is the ceremony going to be, and Spencer says, well, I took out all the parts where anybody can object. Smart. <laughs> also, like, Whatever. So then we go to the castle, and it's again another night. Oh, wait, scene. No, was it Charlie, though? This actually did make me laugh. Who was like, can you do that, bruh? Like, the, the vows are legal and written in stone, and you have to go with whatever the priest says or the minister says. What a, 20, a dum-dum. A 22-year-old would think that, though. Yeah, I guess. Like, ceremony vows actually mean nothing. Well, because a lot of people write their own. No, but, like, all you need is a marriage certificate. Like, Oh, no, I know. But I'm saying, yeah. like... Tons of people write their own vows. It's not, I just thought it was funny. He's like, can you even do that, man? They allow you to change them? Yeah. My favorite is when Dan and Roseanne renew their wedding vows in Vegas, and it's more like they exchange house cleaning chores. <laughs> she said, if I promise to keep the towels clean, he goes, I'll toss you a compliment on how you look one in a while, once in a while, and they shake hands. So we go to the castle for their last party, and Jen Bunny is there. Yeah. Okay. Giving Lauren a hug. And they're all sitting by this outdoor fireplace, which I didn't know they had. I think maybe we saw it like two years ago. So it's the last night in the house. We wanted this group. Lots of fun here. We're lucky to have good friends. Um, (laughs) So I found in my research for this episode, the closing of the house was in January. And she sold it? Of 2009. They filmed the scene where they leave the house in January 2009. The wedding was April 25th, 2009. Okay. Yep. So, there's that. Brody and Stephanie have a moment over by the grill. (laughs) I really don't care about this. And he says that he's glad to see she's keeping close with Lauren and he didn't think she could be trusted. And she said, is this an I'm sorry? And he says, yes. I want to know why Jade and Audrina and Brody aren't fighting. Yep. They are sitting next to each other, happy as clams. Yep. Everything's fine. Yep. No idea. Because Audrina's dating Ryan Cabrera behind everyone's back now. Yeah. And then Stephanie goes in to say goodbye to Lauren. And so presumably Stephanie was at the rehearsal dinner last night 
And now this is their night off and the wedding is tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Because they all keep saying, like, oh, it's, are you going to go tomorrow? Is it yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow? Okay. So when was this wedding planned? If this was January? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. They screwed us. They screwed I really want to sit down to work with someone who worked for the show and just be like, tell me how this all worked. I know. They screwed us for a long time. This whole 10 episodes was just a long con to buy time because they didn't know what they were going to do. And then the wedding was just this like catalyst for Spencer and Heidi to be at the forefront and to get Kristen involved. But I'm saying they must have known that in January then when they filmed that. I mean, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Well. So Stephanie asks Lauren if she's going to come to the wedding tomorrow. And Lauren says she needs me to go so she can know it's okay. And I don't think it's okay. And then Lauren goes outside and they ask her if she's going to go to the wedding tomorrow. And she says, I'll go to the next one. Bitch. (laughs) That's the other interesting thing. So when they filmed this in January, they knew they were going to use it the day before? I don't know. Oh, okay. I think I just figured a lot out. Not a lot, but something. Okay. They filmed this in January. Yes. A lot of talk about, are you going to go to the wedding tomorrow? Are you going to go to the wedding tomorrow? Are you going to go to the wedding tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I bet the rehearsal dinner actually was the night before, and they just pretended... That scared the crap out of me. It's my very loud neighbors. Um, that they just pretended it was two days before, because they'd already filmed this party with everyone four months before, saying, are you going to be there tomorrow? Are you going to be there tomorrow? Yeah, probably. So that probably... I find it hard to believe that Heidi wouldn't have had a manicure that lasted through her rehearsal dinner and her wedding, but whatever. Maybe they were just Oh, I can see her being a bride that's like, I want to be pampered all morning long. True. I could also see her having someone do that for her, like, at a hotel room instead of going to a salon, but what do I know? True. I don't know. For all we know, that was filmed three weeks after the wedding. Well, and actually, I think Holly says, "I, I can't believe you're getting married soon. That could have been when they were like, what they talk about the rehearsal dinner. Goddamn. I don't know. No, she said, I can't believe you're getting married tomorrow. Okay. All right. I don't know. It's a real mind fuck. It's a real mind it's fuck. It's like Inception. I'm very confused right okay. now. Okay. But then in our long final scene, we are at Westminster Presbyterian in Pasadena. Yes. April 25th, 2009. Yeah. This episode originally aired May 31st of 2009. So that's a five week turnaround. That's impressive. Yeah. This was a well-choreographed machine. So this is where I found this woman's blog post from the time. Her blog was called I Am Not a Stalker. Love her for that. (laughs) And she was one of those people that went and stood outside the church and just wanted to watch what happened. So I read the whole article. It's incredibly long. She goes into details about who arrives when, who goes in what door, who's wearing what, who is short, who is tall, et cetera, et cetera. And I read the whole thing. So I'm going to try and (laughs) let it slowly seep out. Some tragic news for you right off the bat. And I have the photos to prove it. Justin Bobby wore his tattered capri pants to the wedding. Huh? Yeah. And then changed? No, we don't see him. We don't see his ankles, I noticed. So there was a, she took a photo of him walking up to the church and he's wearing a blazer and those disgusting ass Swiss Family Robinson capri pants. Oh God. Yeah. It's tragedy. Oh, with, with what? Shoes? I, I don't remember. His boots, I think. Just no striped socks. Oh, okay. Yeah. With a blazer. Ugh, JB, you're killing me. Yep. 
So apparently all of the Hills cast members arrived incredibly early. Lauren was one of the first people at the church. Really? Yes. So when Lauren is given interviews about how she was quote unquote trapped, it's because things were running behind. It was a massive production and they wouldn't let her leave until they got these scenes. And she had a big event to go to with her boyfriend at the time, Kyle Howard. So stalker that I am, Kyle Howard had a movie that premiered April 25th, 2009 in Hollywood. So she had to haul ass from Pasadena to Hollywood because I think she went to the premiere with him. That explains the car service. I'm like, why did she have a car service? Why don't you just drive yourself to the fucking hotel under the wedding? Yes. And I tried really hard to find photos of her like on the red carpet with him. And I don't think it happened. I think she just must've gone to the staff party or the Uh crew party or whatever. Um, Brent Bolthouse is so short. (laughs) the photos were like astounding (laughs) like he looks he's five foot tall i think she the woman talked about how tall he was for a while and had photos amaze um so the movie that kyle howard was in called made for each other and it premiered the same day all right so let's get (laughs) i now have two pages of notes that i'm flipping back and forth so and she also, this woman who wrote this blog post all these years ago, she had another blog post about how she was in another Hills episode, kind of as an extra. And it's the one where Lauren and Whitney went to that weird party in Malibu. Um, not the homeboy combats on the beach one, the later one where they're, we were like, what product house are they at? It looks oh, like Kodak yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. With the gay boy. With the gay boy. No, no, no. That was, uh, that was um, was that combat to the people? Yeah. Oh, oh, that was? That was grilling with um, Gavin. Yes. This was the later one where we were like, is this the singular house? Is yeah. this the smart water house? It was a product house, and I forget which one it was. And she basically said that it took forever, and the cast hardly spoke to one another unless the cameras were rolling, and it took them three hours to shoot, like, 30 seconds. And that production was moving people back and forth, like, we need a crowd over here, we need people over there, and just conducted the whole thing, and then they all left. And she said that Lauren did not look very nice. So there was that. But anyway. Not surprised by any of that. Nope. Nope. So we go to, we're at the church, and Spencer is behind the scenes with his groomsmen, and he prays, and he prays that Spencer Pratt will not mess up Heidi's perfect wedding. That Those are his, that's his prayer. And also, none of his family there. No. We see Heidi's stepdad, non-touchy Tim. We see Sean and Brian and Charlie, and that's it. Yeah. And he's rekindled with Brody, but Brody's not a groomsman. No. Neither's Frankie. Like, yeah. none of those guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised about Frankie, but, like, he and Brody were childhood friends. I'm at least glad it would have pissed me off if they had made him one, but then I was surprised that he wasn't, too. Yeah. I can be mad about it either way, I suppose. So, then they talk about the appropriate church kiss and how long should it be and which way will you tilt your head and, blah, like, no one cares. And then you see people slowly arriving down the aisle, low uh, rather, and Audrina... They say they don't know if Lauren's coming. Oh, the one thing that I did get a hearty chuckle about yes. is that when Stacy went in, came in, did you see what her nameplate said? No. Stacy, the bartender. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe that's why I didn't notice it. I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> like, is she forever going to be Stacy, the bartender? Like, at this point, she's been other places besides behind the bar, and now she's at this wedding, and... yeah. Um, so Brody and Jade were the only two Hills cast members that went in the front door because they were late, I guess. Oh. Yeah. 
Spencer hired a skywriter on the day of their wedding. Cute. And one said Spencer loves Heidi. Okay. And the other one said Heidi's number one hit on iTunes. Amaze. (laughs) And he came outside to take pictures of it himself. Amaze. He was apparently super nice to all the fans who were outside and took pictures with them and was like so excited that they were there. And when they all yelled congratulations collectively, he yelled back, thank you. That's awesome. Yep. And, okay, now I'll get back to the wedding. (laughs) So many notes. It was really exciting to read. uh, I'll tweet it out after we air this episode. So, then, where are we? So, Adrena looks, like, fake mad that Justin's there. She does that, like, eye roll across the aisle, or they make it look that way. And then we go to see Heidi... Backstage? What are we calling that? Backstage? Uh, well, I mean, for the purpose of the show, yes, backstage. Right. But I would just say, like, in a back room of the church getting ready. I know. I feel like they have special names, and I don't know what they are. That's a, that's My husband would know that. Um, the bridesmaids are wearing yellow. All the flowers are yellow, white, and, you know, green. Very garden party. And then she talks about how she's a real princess today. And then she asks if it's too much. Well, because she looks like Madonna, jewelry-wise, in the Like a Virgin video. Yeah, in the Like a Virgin VMA performance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She looks ridiculous. Um, I mean, not the dress, but the amount of jewelry she's wearing is ridiculous. Yes. And Stephanie's eyes actually pop out of her face a little bit, and she says, no, no. Like, answering that it's not too much. I mean, the sad thing is her, so she's wearing a a diamond necklace. Two. Well, but the one, I was going to say, the original, the actual, ne- one's a necklace and one is like a long chain necklace. Yeah. If she had just wore the original necklace, it would have been beautiful. Yes. But to put that other really long on top of it and then the two giant bangles, crystal bangles and then the belt. Let's I- not forget the bedazzled belt. So then she compares herself to Material Girl and then she says, I, I just want to be a goddess, princess, amazing person today. Okay. Okay. So then Lauren bursts through the door. It's it kind of annoyed me actually, and I was kind of mad that Lauren was a big wimp about the whole thing. So then Heidi bursts into tears, and everyone gives Lauren hugs, and now all of a sudden it's about Lauren, and that kind of bothered me. I'm a little shocked it didn't bother Heidi. Yeah. Like if that if you wanted to be like if it was me and I was getting married, and this is my big day, big day, big day, big day, and then my ex best friend who hasn't even had the courtesy to RSVP one way or the other to my wedding, shows up last minute, and then my mother and sister and sister-in-law are fawning all over her instead of me? Yeah. Like, I would have been pissed. Yeah, totally. So then Darlene says it's so special to have Lauren there, and she's going to let them have a minute. And then Heidi talks about how her dress is Monique Lillier and she wanted to look like a swan princess. And Lauren says, wow, you're really bedazzled. And Heidi says, I am. Is it too much? And Lauren just smiles and says, it's perfect. Which is nice, incorrect, but sweet. And (laughs) she says she feels like she's in a dream. Heidi does. Um, We also need to discuss Heidi's spray tan for her wedding. Oh, I didn't even notice. I realize she's wearing bright white. It's a little intense, though. Oh, is it? I didn't even notice. Yeah, the, as they backed away from the room that they're in, she... It was strong. 
if she had just dialed it down a few degrees, it would have looked really nice. But she, you know, it was 2009. She went for it. And she's wearing white. She's wearing a lot of white. Yeah. So anyway. So then all of a sudden Lauren is... Well, we cut back out to the front room and our girl arrives. Kristen Cavallari. Yep. In her blue jumpsuit. And the music changes as she walks in. And she walks down the aisle and slides in next to Justin Bobby on the groom's side. Well, no, I was going to ask about that. Um, I've, I've meant to bring that up. It seemed like there wasn't a bride and groom side. Yeah, if it was, it was all messed up because Brody was on Heidi's side. Yeah. I know. It, it made no sense. So they obviously were not doing that. I guess not. But still interesting. Um, so then Lowe whispers loudly, what's Kristen Cavallari doing here? Well, and also, can we talk about why would Justin Bobby be there at all? Yeah. Who was friends with him? Yeah, I don't know. And I'm pretty sure that Lowe and Kristen were friendly even in high school, even though Lauren and Kristen were not. And where was Whitney? Like, Heidi invited everyone on earth to this wedding and she didn't invite Whitney? Yeah, Stacy, the bartender made the cut, but Whitney, yeah. I know. So then they see Kristen and Lowe says, maybe it's good that Lauren didn't come. Why? Because five years later they're going to fight about Stephen Coletti like they did when they were 18? Shut up, Lowe. <laughs> honestly, like it, it's a waste of time. Lauren's also been dating Kyle Howard for three years. You think she's going to lash out at Kristen about high school? And furthermore, Lauren is the one that hooked up with Kristen or hooked up with Steven behind Kristen's back. He was Kristen's boyfriend. Lauren was the homewrecker in that case. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So everybody who was always shipping Lauren and Steven, it actually was not cool. So there you have it. I'd be curious to hear Diana Metzger's thoughts. And I will ask her next time I see her. So anyway, we go back to the backstage area and Lauren's had a complete change of heart and says, you were my best friend. I'm happy for you. If you're happy, that's all I want. And Heidi says, I'm so happy. And Lauren says, that's all that matters. No crying. And they do that Kardashian, like pressing their tear ducts and fanning their eyes, trying not to cry. And Lauren gives her a hug and grabs the Jason Waller Chanel bag that goes with her outfit and leaves the back room. Um, I also want to know why, I mean, I know why, because producers made her, but why Lauren was being so weirdly sentimental. Yeah, because they made her. And I think now that we know Lauren had been there all day and was trying to leave, I think she was just trying to pour it on and get out. Yeah, I'll say whatever you want, just give me the fuck out of here. Exactly. And so then all of a sudden she ducks out this front door and literally... The timing is all off because she's ducking in front of Spencer almost as Heidi is coming up the aisle, but she just left Heidi in the back room, so yeah. it's weird. Um, so then Lauren sits down next to Lo, and Lo says, Kristen Cavallari's here. And Lauren is all shocked. Why are they... I don't get that. Just say, like, you're kidding. I don't know, like... We've all seen the commercials at this point. Like, I don't get why <laughs> we're pretending we didn't know Kristen was going to be there. So, we're in the home stretch. Heidi comes down the aisle. And there was a mass moment of confusion on my part because (laughs) the aisle decor is very confusing. Very. People were seated via the main aisle, but then the back of the aisle towards the front door of the church, there is decoration that you can't cross. So then I was convinced that things were filmed out (laughs) of order, which they still could have been. Who knows? It was very confusing. And... They start exchanging vows. Lauren and Lowe throw some shade, and they say, I guess, third time's a charm. Fuck off. Okay. Lauren's honestly jealous. She probably wanted to marry Kyle Howard so bad at this point. 
And then they're married. They kiss. There was nothing noteworthy about the ceremony. No, nothing at all. Um, and they all slowly come out of the church. Kristen is killing her first scene, though. She's all smiles and, like, introducing herself to people. And she's like, oh, yeah, Lo and I know each other from high school. She's laying it on so thick. She's like a female Spencer in a way that I really was living for at the time. And then she says, so, Lo, you got to hook me up with a man. I don't have one right now. Sat next to Justin. He seems like a stand-up guy. Nice segue. Well done. Not mad about it. Heidi and Spencer come out. She throws the bouquet. Kristen catches it. Of course. Mm Mm-hmm. So Lauren leaves out the side door, just for dramatic effect, to her town car. And then they show this shot of Lauren inside the car. And I will be honest that that it is the happiest Lauren has looked all season long. She does not have to be on camera for this show at all anymore. She looks happy. Yeah. So then everybody's outside the church and the song comes in and it is waking up to a new day. So there you have it. Yeah, my only issues with this we already talked about was why was Lauren have a car service and where's the reception? Yeah. Yep. Um, another little tidbit from I Am Not a Stalker. Oh yeah, I want to hear all the tidbits. Well, this is the last one. I actually, I got to all of them. Um, so after Spencer and Heidi got in their roles and drove away everybody was like cheering for them and there was like the camera crane and everything and then apparently they came back (laughs) they drove around the block like Uh to film the scene and they came back and i guess they like got out of the car and like waved at fans for a while and like thanked them for coming like from across the street that's really nice yeah apparently spencer was in like great spirits all day and really loved everybody being there well i think i've never heard about a bad fan reaction with spencer No, I think he loves the fact that he has fans. He genuinely does. Um, The other thing that I thought was interesting when I looked up Lauren wanting to leave the show at the end of season four, from episode one, season five, Don't Cry on Your Birthday, to this episode, the show had a 10% drop in ratings in 10 episodes. That's a pretty rapid decline. Yeah. (laughs) So we were not the only ones who were frustrated by season five. Um... And this episode was originally billed as the series finale. And that's actually, I think, why Kristen's season is technically an extension. It was like a trial. Oh, okay. Yeah. But this was originally supposed to be the series finale. It actually probably would have been a better one. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I liked some of the Kristen episodes, and it did reignite my interest in a show that I knew was already dying. But at the same time, like, this, this suited the show. So, that's that. That is that. Um, well, before we wrap up, I do want to say, I forgot to say earlier, I want to say congratulations to Sleazy T. Taylor Anderson, because um, I saw that she got her white coat in Physician's Assistant School online, hey. and she looks amazed in it, so congratulations, Taylor. <laughs> is this where you beg her to send you prescriptions as a... I'm trying to butter her up. <laughs> Well, congratulations, Sleazy T. <laughs> um, yeah, and so that's it. So we're done with this, and the next time we'll be talking to you will be our last ever episode of The Hills Have Size, where we cover the series finale. Yeah. And from then on, we'll be the new podcast. Yeah. And this is a long episode, so hopefully it'll tide you over until our next record. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're all having a great day. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram, and Twitter 
at franklymarebb. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymarebb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review. And please subscribe. Until next time.